Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid, and today I have a privilege of introducing a very special guest to the show. We have quite a bit in common, and it's all about well-being and productivity, and we're going to dive into his morning routine as well. Today, I'm bringing on the show, Mitadru Day. He helps young professionals achieve their career goals without any stress, and who can use that, right? All of us. He is a vice president in a top global financial service institute with over, get this, 16 years of experience in managing and improving the well-being and productivity of employees. His article on professional development has been published on the Acoustic Post, LinkedIn, and several different websites. So he is amazing, and I'm looking forward to diving into this conversation. So with no further ado, Mitadru, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Lunit, and I really appreciate you inviting me in your podcast, and I'm looking forward to you know, talk to you uh, and share my experience with all of your viewers. And I think one thing is very important to me, like morning routine to me is like a gift, which yeah. all of us get when we are born, but not many people open it up. So it is very important that we open up this gift before it expires. I love that. It's a gift we have every morning and it's a free gift, right? That, yes. But we don't know how to open it, unravel it, get the bow off of it. We leave it wrapped up all our lives sometimes. And if we open it, there's so many like uh, rewards that comes with it. And I love that analogy. So I know you've been in this space for over 16 years. So um, tell us about a little bit more about your journey, kind of what led you to this type of work. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was born and brought up in a small town in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, this is my, this is not even a distance dream for me, you know, sitting in New York and talking to you because while growing up, I had ambition to do a small job in my locality. I didn't even study in English until I, I was graduate. So, but one thing I had common throughout my life is I always wanted to become a better human being. So self-development yeah. has always been my focus. Uh, mm-hmm. So I uh, I did my master's in economics and then I joined a company in, in Bangalore and then I moved to Mumbai and then I moved to New York. And over this journey, um, I have been managing people. Uh, and I should not, I shouldn't say manage people. I work with people for mm-hmm. last 12 years, you know, and then, you know, across in you know, Asia Pacific, you know, Europe and, and Latin, North America and Latin America. I, I do see a lot of, potential in young professionals but mm-hmm. i think the challenge we have today is that there are so many resources available it becomes a little confusing for them to like 
how to approach it. Uh, and especially in India, we do not have so many resources like we have in the United States. So I made it a mission of my life to, you know, work with young professionals, you know, and, and help them uh, succeed mm-hmm. in, in their career. That's a good niche. Now, are you working with young entrepreneurs or professionals in India and here? You're doing both. I, I do both. So uh, that's what I put you know, me as a pro bono career coach on my LinkedIn profile. So people <laughs> from India, people from here, people from Europe, they reach out to me. And then we have our one-on-one conversation. And then I share tips based on the problems they are undergoing. Yeah. Also, if I don't have the solution, what I do is also I reach out to my network of talented people and I mm-hmm. get connected to the individuals, to my network so that, you know, they get help. I think my goal is to get them help. It doesn't matter whether it is coming from me or someone else. That is neat. That is very neat because I know it can be quite overwhelming, right? That we do have access to information. This is the information era. It's easily accessible and it's a lot. I agree with you. It can be overwhelming since we don't want to spend out time on going down rabbit holes trying to find the information. (laughs) So it kind of works as a double-edged sword, right? Because our our parents and grandparents didn't have access to this much of information. They had to go to a library, get an encyclopedia, and like, you know, make the journey, walk there. Now everything is at our fingertips. What do you foresee is the double-edged sword here? You're right. I think we transitioned from limited information to overwhelming information in a very short period of time. So what I have noticed common trade when I speak with young professionals are three things. One, everyone is very interested to be successful. They are, mm-hmm. they have that hunger to be successful in life. Second, they are very resourceful. They talk to a lot of people. They watch mm-hmm. a lot of YouTube videos, TikTok, and then get information. And the third, they are anxious. They have a little bit of you know stress because they want to get things, but they are, they are not getting. So I think these three things I have found in a common in on all young professionals, you know, that I work with. So what I suggest to them is that I think it's very important that, you know, the our ability to question and never take things for granted. Mm-hmm. We should question things because it is very easy to fall a herd and go with the flow, but like pause and reflect like what we have been told to do. So what I told them, let's say, you need an answer to a question. You ask five people, five people give you different answers. I think you should take every answer and apply it in your life or experience. And whichever is you find is the best, you should take that and discard the rest. Mm. So I think you need to do that to yourself because no matter how many lectures people give, you important most important thing is you need to give lecture to yourself. Mm. Then you can imbibe or live that wisdom in your mm-hmm. life. Uh, so a lot of work you want is to do oneself to really spend time and then ask those questions. And it's, it's best thing done in the morning. Yeah. I had a quote, I think it's from Tony Robbins that says the quality of a lo- your life depends on the quality of your questions. Right. You have to ask smart intellectual questions to get the answers um, for what you're looking for. And from what I gathered, Nithadru, um, you, you talk about, it sounds like young professionals now or motivated, right? They're driven. They have that drive and that desire to be successful. But you said, yet there was some anxiety around it. And I I can imagine some anti-social too. What are some of the barriers that you see? Where we're intrinsically motivated, 
We're driven. I'm speaking as a young professional myself, right? In yourself, you're young yeah, as well. Right. Like we live with that generation, millennials. We know what we want, right? Because we saw our parents struggle. We saw our grandparents struggle. We decide, you know, I don't want that lifestyle. And so I want to make something of myself. So we go out and we work super hard. What are some barriers do you see that hinder us from the success, from the anxiety and anxiousness that you see? I think the main thing is that our inability to control our mind, mind's emotions, because oftentimes if we don't control our emotions, then emotions at the driver's seat and it will run you and you may get into an accident with emotions, you know, drive, you know, your life. Yeah. Uh, and another aspect is, I think it is, it is, it revolves around productivity. Why we are not productive because we are working or we are studying maybe eight hours, 10 hours a day. But if you really look at what's the actual productivity, it may be 30%, 40%, maybe 30%. Why? Because either we worry about the past or we are anxious about the future. So we are not at the present. I see. And we have, you know, live examples before us is a children. Why children have so much energy? Morning, noon and right, they're jumping with joy. And adults, we are tired and we're saying, relax, <laughs> you know, I, I need to take a rest. You know, I can't play with you. But we have much more strength than a child because child is never worried about the past or gets anxious about the future. They are always in the present. So I think that's something is very important for us to, again, think about. Because end of the day, what happened, happened. We cannot change it. Definitely, we can learn from it, but we cannot mm -hmm. change it. And what's going to happen, it depends on what you're doing now. If you're not doing your present task properly, your future won't be good. So... I think being in present, I think, is, is very important. And often I tell people also to maybe, I mean, if you don't remember, put it on a post-it, like, so that it, it's in your face and you know that you need to concentrate on what you are doing. So it also means that maybe you need to, if you're working on a project and you need to concentrate for 30 minutes, maybe switch off all the notification, close your mm -hmm. Outlook or Gmail, right? And then maybe put your phone aside because that's obviously it's a lot of <laughs> distractions happens with, with all those notifications. I think that that really helps. But again, what I say that you, know, you can't concentrate you know, for hours and hours. I think you need to take breaks. So you block time, 30 minutes, you want to concentrate, work on certain where you need to think about it. And then you move on to the next task where you, know, you don't need to concentrate. You check emails, talking to people. So I think if you create that routine throughout the day, that becomes very helpful to be productive and your stress level decreases. Yeah, so we're talking about time blocking here and, and yeah. being able to take breaks. Like I think every, they said every hour for every 60 minute, take a 10 minute break or for a walk, do something different, right? Because you're not, you're not tired. It's just you're tired of looking at that one thing. Correct. You know, we, we confuse that. Oh, I'm fatigued. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But if you realize you are ex tired with one item, if you were to switch to a different task, you'll get energy. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So I thought that was interesting. I read that in a quote and it would change my, my, my view on it, on, on being productive. So some of those are some of the hacks. Turn off the, the email, the phone notifications so that you can actually do some deep thinking, deep work. So, so for how can we stay in the present, right? How, what are some things that can help us be present? Because you talked about that and you, you, you believe in that very highly and I do too. What are some tips on how people can be present? Yeah, sure. I think one thing I want to highlight which changed my life is, uh, you know, following ancient Indian wisdom called Vedanta. Mm 
So I, I study that every morning, which talks about higher values in life. So what, what happens that why we can't be present is our selfishness, because we think too much about ourselves. So if we set a goal, which is beyond our selfishness, for example, if you work in an organization, you if you put a goal instead of, okay, when I'll get my promotion, when I get my bonus, that what's the goal of my team? What's the goal of my organization? So the moment you shift your focus to something higher, you become productive. So why you think, you know, all the soldiers who are fighting are so much motivated because they have a higher purpose. They don't think about themselves. So again, everyone in in our own small way set up a higher purpose, I think, in in life. I think that that really helps, right? And then the attitude of like service is very important. Okay, how I can help others. Because if you if you help other, you know, then you'll get help from people. Because it is very important to be collaborative and cooperative when you want to achieve something, especially at a, at a bigger scale. So um, I would say, yeah, having a higher purpose, you know, uh, being cooperative, you know, helping others, I think, are, are critical uh, to for one to be successful. Third thing, uh, it is it is I think it's a more practical tips. It's in terms of meeting management because. Mm. Uh, when I started working and until very recently, every day used for me used to be seven to eight meetings. <laughs> we attend so many meetings and then there is no time to do the actual work right. because you yeah. are in meetings and invariably in most of the meetings, uh, either people talking about same things differently or people are doing multitasking. So it's not very productive. So what I have this rule. So if I get a meeting invite, I ask several questions. First question I ask, do I have, I am the only person in my team who has received this invite? If the answer is no, and if I see other people have been invited from my team, and I tell the organizer that we have other people, so they can take care of. I don't need to be part of it. <laughs> uh, second, if if I'm the only person, then I ask myself question that: Am I the subject matter expert? Am I the best person to add value, or there is someone else? If the answer is there is someone else, it could be my peer, it could be my team member. Then I said, okay, delegate that to that person, and. It two things happens. One, obviously, it creates more space in your calendar. Second, you also empower the other person mm. to be part of that meeting and contribute. So um, again, I think these are small things. I think we invariably, when a meeting invite comes, we just hit the accept button. But I recommend that next time it comes, maybe just pause for 30 seconds and ask these questions. Do you really need to be part of that meeting? Yeah, eat meetings eat away at your time during the day. I, I like that strategy. You know, is it necessary? Do I need, am I the expert matter? Can somebody yeah. else do it? Yeah, because, yeah, you spend a lot of time in meetings throughout the day. So for the young professionals that you do work with during their transition, how important is morning routine for them? I think morning routine is the key because it not only determines how your rest of the day look like, it will also determines your rest of the life. Uh, and I'm I'm going to uh, mention and give some background, like this, the ancient Indian wisdom I'm studying. Mm-hmm. So the importance of morning routine goes back to 6,000 years back in ancient yes, India. Enlighten in, us. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in scripture. So it talks about people's personality. There are three aspects of personality that everyone has. We are a combination of, you know, three, I would say, faculties or equipments. So which is, uh, and I'm going to use Sanskrit word, which is an ancient Indian, like yoga and karma. Right? These are Sanskrit words. So we have, uh, so these three qualities are sattvic, which means serene, calm, equanimous. Then we have rajasic, which is restless, rushing, 
running around, and then tamasic, which is lazy, inactive. Mm-hmm. So certain part of your personality manifests early in the morning. So it's 4 to 6 a.m. where mm-hmm. you are contemplative, you are calm, you are fresh in your mind, you can really do deep thinking. Then 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is rushing, worrying, restless because you are doing work, you are picking up your kids, you are attending meetings. And then from 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning, it's called tamasic, which are lazy. And that's what we see, you know, people drink, people gamble, you know, partying, just, you know, sitting on the couch. So that, that's, that's the laziness part. So interesting. what we can do is that how we can have maximum serenity in our life and reduce the inactive laziness. To do that, we need to get up early so that we can, you know, uh, we can, you know, sleep early, right? So I think that's very important that because 4 to 6 a.m., I think it's critical. And it's not that, you know, there is no empirical evidence. I mean, if, if there are so many studies have been done, right, you know, all these like CEOs and billionaires, I mean, they all get up at, you know, 4, 4.35 a.m. and yep. do the actual work. So I think it's, it's proven. And as I mentioned, it's, it's, it was told 6,000, 5,000 years back you know, in ancient India. So if you are having difficulty to get up early in the morning, I would say keep an alarm in the night to get to the sleep early. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if you sleep early, automatically, you know, you, you will get up early. And again, you, you may not start getting up pretty early, but you can gradually, maybe you can start with 6.30, one month, then meet 6.30 can become 6.15, it can become 6, it can become maybe 5.30. Right. So that gradual progress, I think, will, will definitely be helpful. And my morning routine is when I get up, uh, I don't look at <laughs> my, my phone. So I, I'm, I'm doing e-learning of that ancient Indian wisdom. So I do one hour e-learning study where I learn about higher values in life, how I can ask questions, how I can be helpful to people. And most importantly, how I can improve myself better mm-hmm. than trying to change the world, which I don't have any control. So I do that for one hour and then I look at my to-dos for the day. And if I have any creative works, for example, I write articles. So I do that then. Mm-hmm. And then I start work and I try to schedule my creativity in terms of any project management work where I need to really think about early in the morning, mm-hmm. not afternoon. So these things definitely have been helping me and, uh, you know, I've been more productive, which, which, I, which I already you know. I also you know, got feedback from, from my team and, and management as well in terms of they see me changing over a period of time where I've become more productive, you know, following it, following this discipline. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. So capitalizing on that early hours, I forgot the name that you called it from four to six, right? When you're most productive, where you, yes. you are waking up and you said to minimize the lazy part, which is from six to four. So do you find it when, cause I, I find it when I work out in the morning, I have more energy throughout later on. Right. So that six o'clock is pushed back to maybe eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I can I can work a little bit longer. Do you find that that's true as well? If you the certain things that you do in those morning, those wee hours set you up for success for the rest of the day. So you have more energy, more calmness. No, that's correct. Because when you get up in the morning, we brush our teeth, maybe we take shower, we, we do everything for physical body, but we don't do much for the mental mm-hmm. body. I think mental health, I think that's very important. So I think once you get up in the morning, you do things which motivate yourself. Maybe it could, you can watch a motivational video, you can read a book which inspires yourself. 
And that will set the tone for the rest of the day. And, and I have seen that happening with me because my, my morning starting with the higher values and inspiration, and then it drops off to the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what also helps is also maybe you can also put like periodic reminder in your calendar so that just to remind you know yourself that maybe you need to pause, don't get involved too much. I mean, that, that also helps because... Most of us like go with the flow and, and we don't take pause and break. I think that's those are really important things. Uh, yeah. And, I, and the analogy that like, we, we, we think it's a physical routine, but it's we have to do the mental aspect of it. We have to meditate, stay calm, dr- yeah. hydrating first thing in the morning. Like yes. that seems to have a really great benefit yeah. to removing brain fog. But, you know, just making sure that you don't jump into the day too early without giving yourself that time because you're not going to have any other time. If you're like, okay, I'm going to work out later. I'm going to meditate midday. Yeah, right. Good luck because the day's going to run away with you. <laughs> yes, because because what happens early in the morning, you need to spend time with yourself. And mm-hmm. that's very important because if you don't do that, I mean, it becomes very difficult to maintain the relationship with others as well because you may feel agitated, stressed. And I have seen that, you know, uh, it becomes very difficult in the beginning. But I think if you practice it over a period of time, if you don't get up early in the morning, you feel like okay, you're missing something. Yeah, this has been very good. I really like that morning routine goes way back, ancient times. And you have to prime yourself for the day and spend that time, quality time in the morning. Yeah. So tell us, Mithadru, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you? Sure. So uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can type my name, Mitadru Day. I'm the only Mitadru Day in the world. So <laughs> it is very easy, easy to find me on LinkedIn. And yeah, if you can, you can send me a message and pretty responsive. So you'll hear from me in a day and then we can work together in terms of solving your problem. And as I mentioned, even if I don't have the solution, I can connect you with people who have the solution but end of the day my goal is for you to be successful in your life and career you are definitely the epitome of a servant uh, leader right you're you're giving this this is pro bono and you're giving uh, young professionals advice on how to progress on how to set up morning routines how to set themselves up for success in the workplace so that's really um that's really phenomenal how did you come up with that like you just woke up one day and was like how can i serve and help the people around me uh, no, as I mentioned, the ancient Indian study Vedanta, which I'm doing, you know, I have my teacher in the New York area where I attend weekly classes. So that six years ago, I came across that uh, almost accidentally. And that changed my life because I found there is a reason and logic to pursue this study. And this study helps me, my overall personality, not only at work, but also outside work and relationship. And there is so much focus on how I can serve and how we can think more about others than ourselves. And then that that changed it. So uh, yeah, all credit you know, goes to Vedanta, which has changed the direction of my life. Yeah, and if you're present, that if you're thinking about other people or serving other people, that puts you in the moment. That puts you in the yes. present and that helps you focus and be more productive. So well shared. Thank you for coming on and sharing this, these nuggets with us. I really appreciate having you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Lunin. And, and as I mentioned, I think you have been doing a great job. And at the end, I, I, I would say what I started at the beginning, all of us have this gift. Please open it because it will change your life. It has changed our lives. It will change your life. 
I love that. Your morning routine is a gift that you have daily, but we don't open it. Yes. <laughs> or we don't open it every day. Right, yeah. <laughs> You're gifted every day. That's really nice. I like that. Thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.